Yo, what up? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, it's DJ Damage. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Keep sharing on your Facebook. Get all your friends, your grandma, and all her friends at Bingo to watch the show. Also, make sure you're streaming us streaming us on all uh, streaming platforms, iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and Spotify. That's right. Uh, and give us a five-star rating. Um, Damage, oh. what's, been, what's been going on in your world? Man, you know, we got some things down the pipeline, so energy's up. My birthday's on its way. It's a good. This is a good rollout until October. You know, the summer's over. I didn't think COVID was gonna last this long, but it did. But it's okay because we got some things coming. But I'm really excited about my birthday. You know, I'm turning thirty, the big three zero, and um, yeah, I can't complain. That's a big year. I'm really turning thirty one, Jason, but I'm not counting this year. So yeah, wait, I, I'm not. How you how you gonna tell people you're you're turning thirty when you're turning? A whole... I'm letting them know when I celebrate. I'm saying I'm thirty, but I really will be thirty one. I'm not counting this year. This year is thrown out. But why, though? Because this year, although it started off rocky in terms of anxiety and all that, I mean, it's brought about a lot of good things for me. For you. <laughs> but for me, we're going to throw this shit. But you know what? This new year that's coming, my 30th, my real 30th, it's looking pretty good. I'm not mad at it. So, yeah, I'm not counting 2020. This never happened. This is deleted. The tw 2020, the year that never happened. Yeah. That sounds like, like a my documentary. Holdings. Yeah, that sounds like a documentary. You know, the thing that's so crazy about COVID, you know, one thing that I will say that I miss, because somebody asked me, uh, one of our one of my fans called into my uh, show Gagging with Jason Lee, and they said to me, you know, what is one of the things that you feel like you've missed or lost because of mm -hmm. COVID or whatever, what, how did it affect your business? And I think for me, uh, one of the biggest things that I lost was that I didn't um, travel as much. Yeah, I didn't travel as much internationally. You know, I did my birthday party in St. Thomas, and then I've I went to Houston for my surgery. I went to New York a couple weeks ago, but you know, and I'm going to Miami this weekend. But I haven't really traveled a lot. And even now, when you travel, like you're in the mask all the time. You're not mm -hmm. being around people. Like I've had people walk up to me. I'm like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Not yeah. even a, not not even a server. Don't even put hand the extend your arm to hand me my plate. I don't even want you nowhere near me. So I think that and just in human interaction, you know, are the two things that I really miss. Yeah, man, this this COVID shit, dude. And I, I just really hope it's over soon. They said this vaccine is coming. That's a whole nother conversation. But man, I just want it to be done. I want to get back outside. I want to start interacting with my friends again. Like, and there's some cities I see that's out there doing their thing, and I don't trust it. I don't trust it because if you don't get sick, you're going to hurt grandmom or somebody aunt. Like, stay yeah. your ass in the house. And I just honestly don't even see us getting back to normal. Like, I think this is the new normal. I do mm -hmm. think that, you know, you know, then there's the whole debate that what's the alternative? If they find a vaccine, are you going to take that? A lot of people are saying that they're not going to take the vaccine. A lot of people, you know, people are now sending their kids to school. Kids are getting sick at alarming rates. So I, I really don't know what the solution is now. I will tell you, I have a prediction that in November, if the election happens in our favor where a Joe Biden gets elected, people are saying that, you know, that, that they think it'll just go away. And if it just goes away when Joe Biden gets in, I'm going to tell you, it's some fucking, it's some crazy shit. Now, happening. you know, that don't make sense. But I Listen, feel like does the fact that we're wearing masks to the supermarket in America make sense? I don't think once he becomes president, it's just going to vanish. But I feel like this vaccine is going to be a pivotal point of who people are voting for, too. I feel like it's going to come down to the wire, like who's enforcing this vaccine, who's not enforcing the vaccine. I think this vaccine thing is going to play a huge part into the election. Yeah, but that also I mean, think about it. You're talking about an election. What do you have to do to be able to get to go vote? You have to go outside. You have mm -hmm. to stand in line next to people. When have you seen a voting booth or a voting uh, location, a polling place, have a line of people six feet apart? You know, there's already issues with voting at the polls. And so, you know, this could be a big thing that set us up for the election so that way certain person can win again. So I'm not, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. You can't theorist, throw anything out at this point. But you, but you can't throw anything possible. out. Yeah, because when you have, when you hold the keys to the world and you have the power over the economy, you have the power over everything, you know, and you're somebody like a Donald Trump who appears to be power hungry, you know, you don't want to give those reins over. And you already know you did a piss poor job and only mm -hmm. like helped the 3% in the country who are the billionaires, the multi-billionaire group. And so, yeah, I mean, there's probably a fear of losing the election. He's he's down in the polls to Joe Biden. And so why not just create a pandemic to create fear so people can't go outside? So you don't believe it was China? 
you know, part of me believes that it could have been a chemical warfare created by China. Part of me that we don't know what goes on behind the scenes uh, between, you know, international trade, you know, agreements. You know, we don't know what they came up with, you know, and trade was a big thing that he was blowing up before this all happened. So you just never know, you know, and I've watched I've watched I've watched the TV show Scandal to know that shit be happening (laughs) that we don't know about. You can't rule anything out at this point. Um, I don't care who you vote for. Go out and vote, please. Uh, it, it will be terrible if if anybody wins because individuals aren't voting. So let's make sure people are winning because they're being voted for. Get your ass out there and vote. Yeah, I can't wait to vote. I actually am ready to go stand in line today. Um, <laughs> it's far away from now. But I will also say one thing you said that there are a lot of thing, good things going on over here at Hollywood Unlocked. I, I want to tell people... You know, I'm not good at keeping a secret, but I can't tell you everything now, but it will be coming soon. And there's people that have been logging on to Gagging with Jason Lee are calling in that have said, you know, I've been watching the show since day one. I've seen the evolution. I've seen the growth. And I'm just so excited for the next chapter of our show. And I also want to say that I have selected the female co-hosts to join our show. And so we are doing our photo shoot and everything next week. An announcement will go out and you will see her. And I'm excited to have her join the conversation. And this show, you know, has evolved. And people keep asking, like, what's the difference between this and Gagging with Jason Lee? This show has grown (laughs) to a level of maturity where we can talk about some fuck shit, but we need to talk about world topics. We need to talk about voting. We need to talk about Black Lives Matter. We need to talk about all those things and celebrity and celebrity interviews that go along with our national radio show. But gagging with Jason Lee is a purely reckless, messy outlet for me to get all of it out uh, for as long as I need and to be able to talk to the fans. You know, It's Jason's so, therapy. That's where he goes and just let it um, loose and y'all can go look in on his daily life. Oh, I left the show yesterday. I did three hours and 11 minutes of the show. That's good. And, and then I, I felt so relieved. I went to smoke hookah and eat watermelon. It was like... I, I, I felt like I had just had sex. It was that kind of a release, you know? Now, now are you going out to get your hookah or you did this at your your own place? Are you going out? I went out. Oh, wow. However, I went out with people who are in my bubble and okay. we wore our mask until we sat down. There's guards up around us all the way so nobody can get to us and the people wear masks there and they're really helpful. So... So I'm not as energetic today because I went to bed really late. <laughs> and honestly, yesterday was such a big day for Hollywood Unlocked and with everything going on that it was so, I was on such a high that I wanted to stay out and just enjoy it. And then, you know, I slept in a little bit today. Sleeping in for me is like eight o'clock. But, you know, I slept in a little bit today and I just feel really proud of all the work that you do, you know, that we've done. You know, people don't understand when you're creating a business or you're creating a vision for something that you want. My vision always started with, I want to build a company to eventually sell. All the things in between have literally happened by way of looking at how the market has changed, looking at how other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at Joe Budden, I look at Charlemagne, I look at Wendy Williams, I look at Howard Stern, and I'm like, yo, I want to be like them in the sense of fearless radio, fearless, uh, you know, delivery of what's happening, you know. Don't give a fuck. That's my mantra in real life. So I might as well just apply it to my business. And then I look at like a Ryan Seacrest. You know, he mastered radio. He's mastering TV and he's mastering hosting. He's mastering TV production. And so I've been able to look at all these people sort of like a blueprint mm-hmm. and then just sort of like start applying things as they come. Um, yeah. Had a great conversation with Facebook yesterday. We're partnering with them. My agency is partnering with them. And so I just, yesterday was one of those days where I'm like, yo, we had yeah. so much good shit happening <laughs> that I never take the time and you've created a legendary media group and you, you know, you being a um, independent contractor as a business owner of your own brand and DJing for people all over the world and brands and stuff like that. We never really stop and smell the flowers and we never really stop and enjoy all the accomplishments that we make. And yesterday I just decided to do that. No, I, I think I had a similar moment too recently, just thinking about how I came to the show, where I was at when I first got the call from you and you know, the advice people was giving like, oh, you know, Jason's crazy. I don't know if you would be a good fit on the show. They said that about me. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody was, and you know, they weren't saying to talk bad about you. They were just saying, you know, we don't, I don't, just be careful. You know, know what you're walking into. And it's just so, it's so funny how since we started, it's been nothing but evolution. You know, like 
us doing the podcast where we first did it at that one studio, going to the next studio, to getting our national radio show, to things that are about to blossom that we can't talk about now. It's good when you when you join something and you put hard work and you're dedicated to it to watch it grow because it's not one point that I could look at my short journey at Hollywood Unlocked and not see growth. We've all grown. The platform has grown. And it's, it's a good thing. And it makes me excited to think about the next two to three to four to five years, you know, how much bigger it can get. Yeah. And I want to say to, um, you know, everybody that listens, you know, although me and Damage and Melissa, when she was here, show up to do our job, we were able to do this and we're able to have these uh, experiences and growing in the evolution because of our fans. You know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of folks, you know, Ariella, who produces the show now and Adam, mm-hmm. who's been shooting the show since the very beginning, four years now. Um, but there's but we would not be doing this without the fans. We would not be doing this without the small business owners who support Hollywood Unlocked and buy advertising, um, you know, and for people who, you know, artists who pr- pr- promote their music on our platforms and stuff. You all literally are the reason why we're able to do this. And and so it's not just a win for us and it's not just a celebration for us. It's a ce- The journey really is a celebration for everybody who's been a part of the brand. Uh, you know, people have referred to us as des- the Destiny's Child of podcasting. You know, we've had so many group with so many group members come and go. You know, we had highs and lows with all those people, you know, and the fans love, you know, we- we've taken them through a journey and a roller coaster at times. You know, you've seen it play out on Love and Hip Hop. You've seen it spill over into Instagram. But I will say that my eye, my eye, my my sight has never been taken off the idea that eventually we will have developed enough influence to be able to achieve all of the dreams that I've had for this brand and for the sh- and for the show. And look, you know, we'll continue to evolve. And like I said, for the fans who like a lot of the extra extreme messy shit, gagging is that show, but it is not a show for anybody who gets offended. If you get offended, do not watch the show because I say the craziest shit. And I'm unapologetic about it here. I still say crazy shit, but I temper it a little bit for, you know, the idea that. Oh, this is you have... tempering it? Yeah. This is your temper mode? This is temper. Look, me on this show is like, okay, now he's he's a little wild. But on that show, that's literally where you'll see your favorite reality stars, YouTubers, Instagram people. You'll see some celebrities pop up here and there. But it really is for you know, drag queens, transsexuals, you know, people who have, I mean, it's crazy in terms of our guests. It's crazy and wild. So, you know, and it's for people to interact with me, but yeah, I'm excited about where we're going in yesterday. Like I said, it was a very good day. Yeah. We celebrating y'all. I know Jason's turned down because he turned up yesterday. We celebrating yeah, well, right yeah, now. Yeah, turn, turn down. I mean, turn, turn up. I yeah, smoked a little hookah and ate some watermelon. But I, my eating, I'm down 60 pounds. That's my Woo! update for uh, my the people that care to know about my fitness journey. But I'm down 60 pounds and going. And, um, you know, I still can't really eat a lot of food. But I'm, I'm staying focused on what I am eating. And starting Monday, which is what I said forever about losing weight, starting Monday, I'm incorporating exercise because my gym is finally finished. Um, and I am going to start exercising more because now I want to work on the shape of my body. So I'm excited about that. No, that's what's up. And I'm coming through there on Monday then. We're going we're gonna to get it in. It's time. Yeah. Anytime. All right. So listen, um, yesterday was another, uh, yesterday was you know an unfortunate day where we had to break a story that was a pretty big story. And that was mm-hmm. Cardi B filing for divorce from Offset. Um, and I just want to tell folks how that came about. Um, so basically... I was at home and I got a message from a fan who said that they worked at a courthouse uh, in Atlanta and that um, Cardi B had filed for divorce. Now, mind you, you know, me and Cardi are friends and we talk about everything, uh, mostly about personal stuff. And I hadn't talked to her in a few days, so I hadn't heard from her on that. Um, So I had my attorney call and verify it. Once we verified that she had filed, nobody else knew about it, and the papers weren't even processed yet. They were being mm. processed. Um, then we went ahead I, and we ran the story, and I called Cardi to talk to her, and she answered the phone, but she was in the middle of something and couldn't really talk. So I did give her a heads up that I would put that out. And for those of you that are saying, well, you didn't give Joe Budden the heads up, Joe Budden and Cardi B, are, those are two completely different relationships. So I did call, um, and she didn't give me a reason why, and we didn't talk about it why, but I did put mm-hmm. the story out. And, you know, the most funniest thing happened, like I had called my friend Mike at The Blast. Shout out to Mike Warner, who owns The Blast. Mike is, you know, he used to be at TMZ and he left and started The Blast. 
And, um, you know, he's really good about helping to get our stories to go really broad. So I gave him the link before I sent it out to anybody else. And Mike helped me service it out to everybody. And then TMZ picked it up and tried to take it as their story. Eventually, eventually they made a note that, you know, Hollywood Unlocked was the first to break the story. But in, you know, in what we do here as journalists or whatever you want to call us in media, there's a proper thing of crediting certain people to certain stories. They didn't do that yesterday. They never do. I really feel like Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, (laughs) Harvey Levin, who's also a rapist. He just rapes the culture. Yeah. Um, The Weinstein of media. Yeah. The Weinstein of media. I, you know, they, when you talk about stealing from the black culture, black community, Harvey has been bad for black people, bad for black employees and bad for black creators because he simply does not have the hands on the reins and he allows his staff to shit all over other Mm -hmm. publications. Now, Hollywood Unlocked may not be a juggernaut like a TMZ because we didn't get $11 million from telepictures. We didn't, you haven't been on the air for 10 or 20 years or however long to be on the air, but we still are competitive and we still get a lot of breaking stories. We broke some of the biggest stories and they've tried to take every story. And Mm -hmm. so I just don't understand what's happening, Harvey. Are you not getting dick down? Are you not going to the Abbey and, and buying dick for the weekend? What's happening? What, what, what is the problem? I don't understand why TMZ and Mike Babcock, your bitch ass, when I run into you, it's going to be a problem. I don't understand what the problem is at TMZ. Like, if you want a problem, I'd rather you just, you know, face-to-face deal with it uh, like a man instead of being a bitch and hiding behind the internet, because at this point, like, I really do feel some type of way. And yesterday was an, an indication that, you know, TMZ really don't give a fuck about other platforms. But, no. but there's a new story out that people are speculating that Offset has a baby on the way, which is not true. Um, Thank I know, God. I know that. I seen fact. that and I was like, man, I, I hope this is not why it's, it's crumbling like that. That'd be crazy, but that's officially not true, right? No, they did not. They, there's no other baby on the way that we know of, that Cardi knows of. Uh, we put that story out today to clear that up. You know, I just will say that Cardi was going to file before. This was not, this was not like some spur of the moment thing. She had been at a point where she had taken what she can take. She had given what she could give. You know, Cardi is a homebody. She ain't in the streets. She ain't fucking around with niggas. She ain't, she's with her kid. She's doing her music. She's chilling at the house, staying away from COVID. And she's here surrounded by her family in Los Angeles. You know, Offset is here in LA, staying at another house with the Migos while they create an album. And so, you know, that there's some distance between them, but not a lot. And I know that they're both great parents to their kid, to culture. And that's unfortunate that there's a kid involved. But um, I just think when a woman's fed up, a woman is just fed the fuck up. And I think she got to a point where she just said, you know, fuck what people are going to say. Fuck all the fan fandom and the fandom pandemonium that media is going to create. I'm going to do what's best for me and my family. And she filed. It's crazy because we just watched them get their home together. We watched them celebrate their daughter's birthday. So like us... On the outside looking in, we're like, this is goals. Like they're they're doing their thing. Like we know they had a rocky past, but it's like it seemed like everybody is getting to know each other and, and they're making it through the pandemic. And this news kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, damn, it, it just seemed like yesterday we were watching um their child get their first bag. And you know, it was like all these family moments. So, you know, I hate to see a family breaking up, but you know, everybody gotta do what they have to do. You gotta, you gotta do what's best for you. Well, she recently did an interview, too, I think on The Breakfast Club, where she talked about moving to Atlanta. She wasn't happy. She's not a fan of living in Atlanta. She's from mm-hmm. the Bronx. You know, New York is a much more fast-paced environment than Georgia. Um, and she's been in L.A. the entire time. They've both been in L.A. the entire time, both recording, both, you know, living here during COVID. Uh, Cardi moved her family here during COVID to, you know, escape what was happening in New York City. And so I don't think she was a fan of that. And, you know, honestly, you know, I, I first want to say that, you know, Offset is a funny guy. He's a good father. Um, he's, you know, I like Offset, you know, as mm-hmm. a person. I like him. So I'm, I'm prefacing what I'm going to say with all of that. There's no hate, no shade. Because Cardi's my friend, I'm not going to come here and bash the father of her child. You know, somebody who I, I, I also like. But I will say he's embarrassed her a lot. 
Mm. He's embarrassed her a lot and he's done too much. There's, there's, there's stuff that I know has probably happened that we don't even know about because of the recklessness involved. And I feel like, you know, to take somebody like a Cardi B for granted, to take any woman for granted, I feel like men have to start coming to the realization that if you really got a good thing, the grass on the other side is not greener. And when you have kids involved, if that's not enough to fight for it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then on the other hand, they were both young when they got married too. It's still young. You know? So. I mean, yeah, us as men, we, we do it all the time, Jason. You know, we get a good thing and we fuck it up. And I think a lot of us need to take our time. We need to pace the relationships we're in. Just because it's a good thing, let's enjoy the good thing. Let's not rush to the next step and the next step. And I can't say that's what they did, but I feel like, yeah, us as men, we put ourselves in these situations all the time where we make one too many mistakes. We're embarrassing the person we love, not intentionally, but when you're trying to do your thing and you're committed to something, you're going to embarrass them. Some, It's going to come out some way or the other. So, man, I think, yeah, us as men, it's time to step up. It's time to change a lot of these things that we do. If you're not ready for something serious, a serious commitment, then don't put yourself in that position because you, you end up hurting somebody way more than you intended to. Well, one of the things I said to Cardi a while ago, you know, I'll share with you. I said to her, um, I think you should make whatever decisions in your best interest, but you either you have a chance to either be Rihanna and leave a toxic relationship and be the superstar that you're destined to be or be Whitney Houston mm. and be consumed with the toxicity and let it destroy you. And so for that, I will say that I'm proud that she made a decision to stand in what she felt was the best for her. In spite of everything, because, you know, Cardi's big on social media. She sees everything. And I'm sure her Instagram has been going crazy. And all the stories about her was on Good Morning America this morning. And, you know, um, I can only imagine what it's like to deal with that kind of attention when you don't like it in the first place. And then you Mm -hmm. have a kid. But I would say Cardi is a strong woman. She's smart. She's young. She's gorgeous. She's at the top of her game. She's um, she's been through a lot, and I feel like just in life, and I feel like she's just getting started. And I believe that the music, if she really, you know, if she really pours into her music now, this next album could be fire. If if she's digging into the feelings that she's experiencing right now with this broken relationship, you know, and 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 if anybody's listening, say, oh, you're going easy on Offset, or you're you're not going, you're not being extra messy with Cardi. Let me be very clear. <clears throat> I know these people, and um, I'm going to be interviewing Cardi soon, and I will ask Cardi in that interview about the relationship and about everything, uh, and I will get the answers that you want in that conversation with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about two people that I actually have access to. I'd rather get it from them, and uh, and I would interview Offset too, but I want to interview Cardi first and. Um, and I want her to be able to, you know, say from her lips what's happening instead of all the other people that are out here speculating. People are on E! News are talking about they talk, talk to a, a, a source close to Cardi and she's doing well <laughs> and she's doing it. No, you didn't because she don't have that many people around her who you would have access to. And I'm close as fuck to Cardi and I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know how she's doing. So there's that, you know. Yeah, man. And the corniness in me wants me to say wants me to say, I want to see them figure it out. And it might not be this year. It might not be next year. I just, I don't like seeing broken homes. Yeah. I'm talking about more so for the family structure. I'm not saying what he did was right. And I don't know what he did. I have no idea what happened. But for the sake of them raising a child, eventually I do want to see them get to a point where they can be back together. I mean, that's just the hopeless whackness in myself but i do want to see that well I wouldn't, they were call, good together. I wouldn't call it whackness but i would say that he has kids by other women um there was the allegation that one of his other baby moms says that he was having sex with her uh in order to for her to get her money or something he was having sex with her she's been through a lot i'm not a fan of mm. a togetherness as a family if the toxicity could affect the children affect yeah, the love I don't in know the, the house. level of the, the, the toxic and, and i just and i just feel like again when you're raising children you know children need to be raised in an environment of love not lust for one another not for what the public image is but for I what agree. you bring to the house and if you're creating animosity or angst or anger between your partner, that's going to spill over into how your kids see their parents interact and then they pick up the behavior. So I want them to be happy. I want culture to be happy. I I have no doubt that they're both great parents and they're both going to figure out this co-parenting. Also, as an update, 
Cardi amended her uh, divorce to allow for, I believe, I'm not sure about that detail, whether or not she, I know she amended it. I, I, I don't know that uh, they're having joint custody or not, but you know, I wish them both the best. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of female rappers, <laughs> I'll let you go ahead. I can't. Megan the Stallion. So there were some rumors out there that she was abusive towards an ex. I believe a blogger um, accused her of being physically abusive towards her ex named Kareem York or Karim, allegedly. Now Megan took the Instagram live to clear her name. <laughs> she said, "I feel like I got a motherfucking press conference every goddamn week." I don't like when people flat out tell lies. They antagonize me every day online. They pick with me every goddamn day. There's, they're always making up stories about me. Now I feel like I'm going to have to start doing something about it because you bitches are really crazy. So this study says whatever, an old situation with her ex, uh, she had a mugshot. Basically, she's saying all the stuff out there that they're saying about her isn't true. Now, there was a post going up. And it seemed like it was a letter written by her ex, and I don't know how legitimate this was. Basically, her wait, ex but, be, was, wait, but, wait, but before the letter, she um, played a she played an audio of his conversation with her, and in the oh, okay. conversation, you could hear him say he was going to clear up the abuse allegations about her because basically she was being accused of beating him too, mm -hmm. and so. You know, the whole conversation about these daily press briefings that we get from Megan Thee Stallion is on her being shot or abused by Tory Lanez. And there's always more and more and more news information coming out on that. And then she's always talking about that. Like now our whole world of Megan Thee Stallion is about abuse consumption, abuse. whether she beat somebody, whether she got beaten, whether she got shot, who shot her. And so that's that's what kind of set off that. And then the, the text. And came then out. the letter came. Yes. And I'm just going to jump to the meat and potatoes of it, man. It said, um. And this is a quote from the alleged letter. The night this all happened, this person was on drugs, Zans to be exact. I got my ass beat that night and I'm being pictured as the abuser on the internet. I don't know how many times that woman put her hands on me with multiple witnesses there to see, but one time I did hit her. I've had a gun point at me with intentions of being shot because of what? A window. Now this is a supposedly, allegedly, from her ex. This is who wrote this letter. And it's a whole I, letter I, I, I believe I believe him. I believe him because I've heard from mm. people who have been hanging out with Megan when she gets drunk. Okay. She Megan sober is the sweetest, nicest from what I've seen in person behind backstage at the VMAs and just online, right? All right. But I've heard that when she gets drunk, she's very violent, she's very aggressive, she's very loud. Mm. And it reminds me of me. You know, it reminds me of who, how I used to be when I used to get drunk. I could see that happening. I mean, in the letter, he admits that he hit her. Uh, whether it was once or more, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. But he admits to hit her. But he also says she hit him. And maybe they were in a toxic relationship. Maybe she did pull a gun on him. Uh, you know, maybe she didn't. Uh, I, but I tend to believe what I believe what he's saying. I, I want to know where this stuff is coming from. Like... I just feel like it's a never-ending cycle of abuse like we talked about before. But I want to know, does this, let's say if she did hit him, does that make it okay that Tory Lane shot her? No. Right. No. So I don't know if, is this information think, that's coming think, up or I somebody, that, is someone attempting I think that if, to- I think that if he feels that he was a victim of abuse by her before- Mm -hmm. And now he's tired of her playing victim every day in the okay. news because of Tory. And Tory's been silent. We don't know from his perspective what happened. Some people don't care, but you know he still has his side. I think he's trying to provide color on her character. Like, listen, this person beat me. You know, what I mean, yeah, I hit her, but she pointed a gun at me. She was on Zan. She was this. I mean, like he's putting her business out. This is why you got to be careful, Megan. I, you know, the problem that I have with all of this, really, and this is no shade to Meg. She's young. She's a young girl out here, you know, doing her thing and her star is rising. But she doesn't realize, like, one, you have to have a relationship with media where you have open doors of communication. Two, you don't have to do a press conference every day with people speculating about your personal life because you're never going to change everybody when you say anything anyway. And when you do speak out, you then make it our job to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you don't want us to talk about your business, but once you respond to something, you make it our business to do that. And I feel like she doesn't really have support around her to guide her through this. And it's unfortunate because now we talk more about her being beaten or now doing Zans and beating other people than we do her music.
Yeah, this is crazy. But, you know, she got on live and she supposedly was on the phone and the dude saying none of it's true. And then he puts this out. I don't know what to believe. It feel like we are in like public court. This guy come out of nowhere as a character witness. I don't know how they're trying to paint Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I don't know if this is really her. It's just to me, I want it all just to go away. It's like none of it matters at this point. Whatever she did back then when she was like 17 in that mugshot, it's all irrelevant right now. Where's Judge Judy? <laughs> we need a judge for this. Judge Judy. That's the only person that could get to the bottom of this because she would be cutting through the bullshit left and right. That's what we need because I don't know what's real, what's fake, Jason. I don't know what's going on, to be honest. Like, I'm well, just reading I, it. I, I can tell you what's real. Yesterday, I got my uh, membership card to the Recording Academy. Oh, nice. And so I'm an official member. So I'm going to the Grammys at some point whenever they open back up. But speaking of Grammys, I show you that and share you that because Kanye West is just pissing on a Grammy in the toilet right now. <laughs> that is some crazy shit. He's sitting there video recording him pissing on a Grammy. Yeah. And so he's wow. asking, he's now asking for apologies from a lot of major people. He's asking apologies from J. Cole and Drake. And he wants a meeting with Jay-Z. He's yeah. demanding a meeting with Jay-Z. Now, why is he asking for an apology from J. Cole? You know why? Because he's Nat Turner and he's fighting for all of us. He's been waiting to sit down with Sean Carter, like you said, Jay-Z, and he's the second richest black man in America. I need all my people with me to get us free. And this is one of his quotes from Twitter because he recently went on. He, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Free of what? Because he said slavery was a choice. Free from the record industry. This whole rant that he's doing, I don't want to say if it's, it's a rant, but him speaking on Twitter recently was all about breaking the chains of these terrible contracts in the record industry that I feel like all these artists are going through and he wants to be the front man for it. I thought slavery was a choice. I thought so too. I guess Kanye, he's saying y'all need to choose to apologize Kanye, to me. get your messaging up, bro. I don't even know what's <laughs> real anymore. Kanye just, he needs to, I think Kanye's a very smart dude. I think he's very talented musically and when it comes to his clothing designs. But I think when it comes to his thoughts, organize him, then let him out. He always just rants him out, and that's, that's now we pick him apart. We don't know what he's talking about. He wants to sit down with Jay-Z. I don't know if Jay-Z's open for that. I would love to see it. I would love to see J. Cole, Drake, Kanye, um, all of those dudes sit down and talk about the record industry because I feel like they're so huge. They can change. They can make any shift they want in the business if they what? all sat down. Well, after Hazel and Masika sat down to do the conversation on Zeus, I want to see Jay-Z and Kanye sit down and do it, too. Jay-Z and Kanye conversation would be the top conversation. But for real, Jason... Wouldn't, like, that, wouldn't I, that be epic, though, for like a Netflix special? Beyond epic. Yeah. yeah. Because you know Jay-Z's so cool, and Kanye's going to be screaming the whole time, and you don't understand. It will be the, the greatest dynamic, but I, I do want to see all those dudes sit together. I think black people are exhausted with Kanye. Of course. You know, and then people are saying, hey, Kanye, you know, where are all the white people and the MAGA supporters now to support you in your fight with the label? Crickets. Somebody posted that or whatever. And I just feel like you're Nat Turner for real. Like you're leading Nat the Turner. revolution. For, and, and look, I between that tweets, between those tweets and pissing on the Grammy and the Kardashian show being canceled, something is happening in Calabasas. I don't know because I'm not, I've been not been permitted back since I dropped the Chloe story. But I will say something's happening in Calabasas. I, I think everything he was saying was on point. This is the one time Kanye has ranted and I was like, okay, I see where he's coming from. The only part that stuck out to me is you're demanding apologies from J. Cole and Drake. For like, what, bro? Though? Well, they both dissed him on wax. Like J. Cole has been dissing Kanye for a long time. You know, Drake has all types of subliminal... Hit songs, and you know, and you know, and you know Drake and, and you know Drake and Kanye live across the street from each other. And Drake has many songs where he's talking about him busting that left and doing all types of shit at his house. Busting what left? It's so many songs Drake has that subliminally talks about Kanye West and how they live next to each other. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They so live I guess that's what he wants the apology for. But bro, you're not getting it. Like you dished it, you get it. Harriet Tubman is laughing at you right now. Okay. He, he's Nat Turner. I can't. I do want to see them sit down. I feel like other cultures and people that's in business, even if they don't like each other, they sit down and they make business happen. They make things work for the greater good. I want to see them all sit down. I feel like the record industry has been structured the same way for years 
since it started, it is time for a change. It's time for more, more ownership. It's time for less fucked up contracts. It is time for that. Now, listen, for those of you who are t- content creators, I'm going to tell you right now, the journey on ownership is really long and hard and just it seems like it's not going anywhere, but it's so worth it. Like, I, I'll tell you right now, you know, when we got to iHeart, one of the first things my attorney put on our paperwork was that we, uh, you know, Hollywood Unlocked owned the show and there was no argument. You know, uh, you have a lot more leverage when people use your content. They got to pay you extra money to license it. Uh, when they don't, you can sue them and get more money. You know, you have more rights in terms of taking it down. Ownership is just important. And I ha- I will say as a black content creator, shout out to Facebook. I've been on calls and meetings with Facebook over the last couple of weeks. They put together um, a, a $25 million fund for black creators. So if you're a creator and you don't know about that resource, you need to go right now and, and Google that and apply. Um, and then they and then there's other stuff happening over there that I think you should stay tuned in. And I really appreciate how Facebook is putting their 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 uh, money where their mouth is literally and saying that mm-hmm. they want to support more inclusion for black creators. And, you know, I know what we're in there and we're a part of the conversation. So I already told them, y'all give me a million dollars. I'm gonna fuck shit up. Like it's a wrap, you know, and I just again, I feel like ownership is critical, but also having the courage to fight for ownership is important. And a lot of these artists, they don't own shit. You know, I know Kanye, Kanye's biggest fight right now with the label is wanting to give his kids his masters, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But, you know, I remember a conversation we had with Wack, right? Where was it Wack or was it uh, Jada Kiss? I can't remember. Well, whoever we were talking to, they were it talking about Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss, where you, you get into these relationships, you get into these contracts. These are the deals that you sign. You got to own the shit. You know what I mean? So, again, the road for ownership is a lot harder, but it's definitely worth worth it in the end for sure and and like i said i think it's powerful if the biggest artists in music get together and change the norm you know if drake j cole kendrick they ain't gonna do it they ain't gonna do it they they should do it it, though like i said i feel like other people i'm not gonna say people in other cultures people that are about business if they don't like each other they will sit down white people do it white people do it Bill I can't Gates. just say just white people. Though. White people do it. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett got together and and they figure out how to get all the money, how to launch philanthropy. Yeah. We can't get together and decide if we like Travis Scott's McDonald's burger. And that's what we need to do. Regardless if y'all have personal feelings towards each other, sit down and change the norm because you guys are leading the culture. Why we have these figureheads and we're all spread apart. And I'm not going to say all of them are spread apart. They probably talk all the time. I don't fucking know. But they should sit down and create something new. Like it needs well, to go in a new direction. Let me say this, and this might blow your mind. Okay. They don't lead the culture. Mm. Cause they don't own it. The labels who own them and their masters and their music and their products and their beats by Dre's, they are the fucking owners of the culture. The problem is, is that they've allowed white people, white publicists to tell them they're going to make them super famous in the household name, but we can't fuck with these black publications who talk about you every day. They allow these corporations to give them millions of dollars in lieu of ownership to make them feel like they're rich and wealthy and powerful when really they're pawns. None of these niggas have the courage to come together and decide to really take ownership. Do you know how much courage it takes for me to go in a room with a bunch of white people and tell them, hey, I know you like me and I know you'll give me everything I want, but I'm not giving you my baby. I own 97% of my company. You're not getting it. You can give me millions of dollars and partner. I may even give you some equity, but I'm going to always have 151%. Why? Because ownership literally is the thing that's going to bring me the wealth that I want. These niggas can't do that because they too busy you know, trying to fuck over the other corporations who, oh, you didn't give me 50 million. Well, I just got 200 million over here. You got 200 million, but how much did they get? I can tell you right now, Jordan probably made a billion dollars from Jordan brand shoes, but I guarantee you Nike made multiple billions of dollars. Plus they own no, it. No, absolutely. You know, I think it's, I don't know how much money Jordan has, but they said he's maybe 1 billion, 2 billion. He should be, he should be so rich. It's the most iconic sneaker in sneaker history is the Jordan. He should it's be insane. able to be so rich, but look at, you know, look at Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy mm-hmm. Iovine, white, one of the most powerful people in the industry, one of the most brilliant people in music in the industry. Also, you know, no, they'd say he's basically a shark or whatever, but I guess you have to be at that level of success, yeah. right? 
he created the whole Beats by Dre movement with Dre, and he opted to take equity in Apple. You know, that's real ownership. You know, you got the, he got, I think, a billion dollars too, or whatever, one point something billion dollars, but he also got ownership in Apple. Like that motherfucker, when they sell that shit or whatever, when they, whatever, he's going to always be caked up. And I just, again, would say, you know, I had somebody the other day say, man, I should invest in Hollywood a lot. Those days are over. Like, unless you're coming to me, <laughs> like, unless you're coming to me with $3 million and you're taking a small part of equity because you believe in the exit. I'm not talking to you because I don't have to. And I feel like, again, to your point, if Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Jay-Z, and Kanye sat down and Beyonce and said, this is what we're doing, it'll be a problem. But then again, they own title. How many niggas are streaming title? I'm not on title. And they should. It pays the artists more when it comes to streaming. I mean, I feel like we got to figure this out. I'm not in the music industry, but I feel like it affects everything, how everything is broken down, how contracts are being dealt it seems to be that music industry standard of oh yeah we'll give you some upfront money but we own everything and then you're gonna owe us at the end of the day it's like it's slavery all right y'all it's time for another hollywood hookup now i don't know if y'all knew but september is national life insurance awareness month but with everything going on right now a lot of people aren't even aware if it's possible to get life insurance at all and we all need it right now too we all need it and i have the solution and the solution is called Policy Genius. Now, I know you're probably asking, what is Policy Genius? I was just about to ask you, what is that? Well, Jason, it's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts, and I'm going to break down how it works. Here's step one. You go to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare your quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Step two, apply for the lowest price. Guess what? There's a step three. The Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. And I mean it. They even have policies which allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone, which is so convenient. That's convenient. You ain't got to leave the house. Especially right now with this COVID going on. So that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So this is how you get it done, all right? If you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You can save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes by their marketplace. Policy genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And that's your Hollywood hookup. That was genius. Another thing that doesn't make sense to me that I'm trying to figure out is Andrew Gillum. Now, you Mm. say you bisexual. This is the guy who was the mayor, Tallahassee mayor, I believe. Uh, (laughs) This this guy was running for... uh, governor he was running to be a governor candidate um anyway he's now come out on tamron hall and says he's bisexual this was the guy who had rented the white boy from the website rentmen.com i don't know if he used a coupon or left some type of receipt but either way it came out there's pictures of him laying in his own vomit butt ass naked which means those two niggas were in a tryst okay so the real gag not a shameless plug the real gag is that he was fucking around on his black wife with his black mm-hmm. children with this white man you know, he was caught up in the, in the swirl. So now he was uh, caught up renting this white man, allegedly, and then, you know, was exposed for not only being a drug addict, but now has now come out as a, a fucking bisexual man. And this is why, you know, I feel very torn on this whole thing because, one, he was outed, which was wrong. But yeah. two, he was doing this dirt behind his wife's back, which was wrong. But also, black men aren't able to... Ex- their sexual desires openly because of being shamed, which is wrong. So where the fuck is the solution in all this? There is no solution. And to be honest, I don't care anybody say that shit looked like a setup. Not saying he's not bisexual and he don't like men, but they walked in on him and it, it was just like, it looked like a scene out of a movie. He was knocked out. Pills are perfectly right there. There's other drugs right there. It's like, bro, what happened? Um, yeah, this is this is crazy. Now, he's 41 years old. He's a father of three. He entered rehab to get some help. 
you know, I love the fact, shout out to Andrew, to be able to come out on national TV and say, yes, I am bisexual. You're married to a woman. We still don't know what your relationship is with your wife. We don't know that she knows. There's kids involved who are on their iPads at school talking to their friend about their fruit roll-ups. And then the nigga's like, no, nah, you got to roll up because your daddy's sucking dick. I mean, there's just so much going on uh, here. And then the white boy, I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's on rentman.com. He's probably a start with five stars. I don't know what his rating. You know you you know, you know, can be rated on rentman.com. If you sell your asshole, they can go and rate the experience on rentman. Did you know that? No, Jason. I, I had no idea. Sort of so, so like Yelp. You know what it's I mean? Like, like Yelp. Yeah, like my friend used to but be booty. on it. My friend used to be on it, and I used to go look at his profile to see what the fuck he was doing. But, you know, he charges more. You could charge more if you're indoor, outdoors than indoor. So, like, say if you go over to be with somebody for an hour, you charge $100 inside. But if we go outside, it's $200 an hour. If we go on a trip, it's a, it's 1000 a day. You know, um, and then people can not only rate you based on one to five stars. They can actually leave comments. That's wild. So somebody could say, you know, his ass is too loose. Don't, so, don't don't rent this. So this guy is no longer on this website, or you just I don't know. Checked? I haven't tried to rent him. I mean, listen, I don't want to be laying in my vomit, you know. But he's hot. And last night on gagging, we talked about this with Sky, and she was talking about how his nipples look like they use clamps. I didn't even know that nigga, that men use nipple clamps, and I didn't know. Do women use nipple clamps? Yes. Yes, have they you, do. Have you used them on a woman? Oh no, 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 no! I'm scared of that stuff, but I've seen it. Really? I've seen it. I got some videos. Yo, these DMs I get sometimes, Jason, I've seen it all. Don't Nipple send that clamps. shit. To, don't send that shit to me. I'll block you on Instagram. I've seen the girls have the things where it's like electricity going to their nipples. I seen I seen some stuff. I can't. DMT well, either way, either way, look, Andrew, I would love you to come on the show. Uh, you know, I just want to know if you're into anal or, you know, I don't know what you do, but it'd be a different type of interview for sure. I'm definitely gonna dig. <laughs> definitely gonna dig. Definitely gonna dig deep. We're gonna do a dig deep. You gonna do a deep dive with Andrew? I'm gonna do a deep dive right here on Hollywood Unlocked. That's wild. Now you see what's uh, going on with Travis Scott. Listen, listen, this boy has been fined more than anybody in history. What what's happening now? I thought he didn't he just drop a burger with McDonald's people he online got a or whole talking meal, but he's being fined uh, fine for holding a mass gathering at the original McDonald's. Happening out here in Downey, CA, where he celebrated his collab with the fast food empire. So 500 people showed up to meet Travis, you know, take pictures, get signatures, all of that. But I guess he didn't have the permit to be there at McDonald's with that many Because people. there's a pandemic. This is true. This is true. I didn't lock, think about just that. But lock, lock him up. Lock him the fuck no. up. No. Yes, absolutely. Lock him up. You, you, nigga, you're creating a pandemic for the pandemic. Why are you inviting 500 people in the middle of COVID-19 to go and eat your nasty ass burger. Alexis Sky said it was trash and dry on Instagram, so I'm gonna believe her. Well, like, it depends on what McDonald's. You know how that go. Everybody remember all, the good all, McDonald's. All my, go all my McDonald's been juicy, except for the one in Times Square in New York. That that one, I would they shut it down anyway, so it don't matter. But yeah, but I think they try to file. So it says, yes, yeah, team tried to obtain a permit for over 200 people, but I guess they didn't get the permit finalized. So because yeah, COVID 19, there's a pandemic. Lock him up. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm so when I when I tell you I'm so tired today. Listen, when I tell I know you guys are in the comments like Jason is literally about to go to sleep right here on the show. I'm tired and we have another interview to do after this where I have to be upbeat. But this is the one show I'm I'm telling y'all right now if you're watching, if you're listening in your car, you know I sound sexy. But if you're watching it, <laughs> if you're watching it on the screen, just know that I am so fucking tired that the fact I showed up today I deserve a gold star. For when that. don't we show up? That's the question. When we got to go to the clinic and get a shot because we fucked something we weren't supposed to. Yeah. No. <laughs> I said you made me say yeah to that. No. All right. But anyway, uh, to wrap up this Travis Scott thing, he didn't post it anywhere. People just showed up. You know, I, I watched somebody steal the poster off the McDonald's like wall. So it's that it's it's a big deal. You know, I didn't get the sandwich yet. I don't want the McDonald's sandwich, but I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could put out his own Happy Meal on his own, but you know, work with McDonald's. They need them. They need that. No, black they culture. don't need. No, they don't. Black people have the high damage. I just. They, lost, I said they need damage. Him. Damage. They need I, them. Damage. I just lost sixty pounds because I was eating Big Macs. Okay, 
I'm telling you right now on behalf of all people who are overweight, and in this country, obesity like supersedes everywhere you go in Europe. Motherfuckers do not need to eat this nasty shit. Travis Scott is bad for the culture, introducing more artery-clogging burgers. Well, nobody fucking cares about your dreadlock burger. Where's Storm? Where's Stormy? Where's Kylie? Let's talk about why y'all broke up, because I know that tea. I ain't spilling it yet because I ain't got permission. But I'm going to just say this. Keep your pickles. Keep your onions. Keep your extra drip. No, the shit's dry anyway, and we need to dry out of eating burgers. I'm not eating McDonald's anymore, so I mean, I'll still take a brand sponsorship and advertising for him, but I ain't eating that nasty That's shit. That's what he did. No, but I will. Jason, take it. how you gonna say all that and I'm then tell do you, exactly I'm, I'm, what he did? I'm gonna tell you how. I'm gonna tell you how because Jason Lee don't support McDonald's at all. Hollywood Unlocked still takes the bag, so you can still buy advertising. We just not gonna eat it. I mean, so it won't be a Jason Lee, you know, Caesar salad in there. No, I'll be telling all my friends like gagging Caesar salad. Hey, I take all that back. McDonald's call me. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's trying to step their stuff up. I mean, I don't eat there. No, I I ain't going to lie. I fucking miss McDonald's. (laughs) I I do miss McDonald's. You know what else I miss? I miss in and out. You know, yeah. I, I drive by In-N-Out. I want to just buy In-N-Out burgers and just hand them out to my friends because <laughs> I can at least watch them eat it because I can't eat bread right now. But In-N-Out burgers and McDonald's, like I, I used to love a Big Mac. But no, nah, I mean, the shit's not good for you. Like all serious, all jokes aside, obesity nah. is a problem and I am focusing on my life right now. And I do feel like, you know, like every time my sister says, oh, I'm taking my kids to McDonald's, I'm like, for what? Go home and cook them a meal. Like they don't need to eat McDonald's every day. Nah, yeah, McDonald's ain't it. I mean, they're trying to get better, trying to get more health conscious. They're using actual, they say they're using real meat now for the chicken nuggets. It's like, wait, so was like, that what meat? were y'all so, using before? Wait, so that wasn't real meat? Not before. Now they're like expressing like, this is white, you know, white meat. This is from the, ch-. it's like, so what were we eating before? It was like, probably, have you ever seen them make it? It's like this pink paste. It's weird. What, the burger? Any of it. All the meat. Like, it's like this pink. Hey, wait, wait, at wait! At McDonald's or at In and Out? This is at McDonald's. No, In and Out comes from a local. Well, bar. let me be. Okay. Let me say this: pink meat could be ground beef. That's that they put into a tube to yeah. squeeze in there because it's pink. You know, beef is pink when you squeeze it. You know what I mean? I, I get mean, it, but get see, it. and I understand, but that's why we. I'm go sorry, to I'm so tired. I said something that that was not a sexual joke. I'm just looking at Adam laughing in the camera. I'm well, I'm saying maybe yeah, it, whatever. Look. Travis, your burger is a dab, not a wap. It's a dry ass burger. I'm not supporting it. I think everybody else eating should not be supporting that. You need to eat healthy. And speaking of a salad, last night I had a chicken Caesar salad for dinner. I recorded on my Instagram. Most I said I was going to record my whole day, and I forgot by lunch. I did have lobster <laughs> though. I did have a, a piece of a lobster for lunch and spinach, and then for dinner I had. Then I had a, a smoothie. And then I had a, a few bites of a Caesar salad. And I mean, I feel like I'm eating healthier, but like today I weighed in and I didn't, I didn't lose a pound. I mean, are you supposed to lose weight every day, Jason? Maybe every other day. I got used to it. I've lost 60 pounds in 60 days. I need to lose a pound a day. Soon I'm going to be bringing you sweatshirts and hoodies to wear, man. We're going to be the same size. <sighs> I'm so tired. Did I tell you I was tired? Mm-hmm. People, it's okay to be tired. You know, I'm not going to be 100%. I could say some dumb shit like... Andrew Gillum should fuck Takashi 6ix9ine since they both appear to be bisexual. But that's not, I mean, like, I'm not here to do that today. Did you see Takashi's lace front? I did. We talked about that last night on the show, too. Look, I think, uh, you know, my sister used to have a lot of My Little Ponies running around our house, you know, fucking trotting along and shit. And, and when I see him, I've always, he's always reminded me that. He doesn't remind me of Lucky Charms because ain't nothing at the, nothing good at the end of that rainbow. Um, so I don't look at him like Lucky Charms. I look at him more like, nigga, you're like, my little pony, like the, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's a clown. And and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. Takashi's literally like if you go to Barnum and Bailey Circus, you see the tigers, you see the fucking elephants, and then the niggas who run out, what those are clowns. All he needs to do is juggle. Now, if he'd have stayed in prison, he'd have been juggling some balls. But if he would if he would learn how to juggle, yeah, he's a clown. He is a clown. Takashi with that lace front, that was that was epic. That was funny. And the fact that he said he paid 15 grand for it was hilarious. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised with all the people that hate him, nobody's figured out how to get him yet. You know? You know what? I, 
it is hard, Jason, because when you go after somebody that's protected by the feds, you you you're asking to get locked up. Listen, it's a one way ticket to jail. One way. If you ever watch, you go to YouTube and watch Ronald Reagan assassination attempt. Some man who was fed up said, I'm taking one for the team. And he went after the president. Now, I'm going to be very clear. I'm not saying at all anybody should kill anybody. Definitely shouldn't try to kill the president. Let me put that out there. Hey, Donald. But I will say that, you know, sometimes you got to take one for the team. You know, you get fed up. You're like, you know what? This is a disgrace. This is putting a stain on the street culture. This is, you're making a mockery. My friend died and you came and poured alcohol trying to mock my friend's death. Mm-hmm. So I'm a real nigga out here. I'm killing everybody anyway. I'm going to just take one for the team. I, I'm i not suggesting people do it, but I mean, what, what's taking so long? The feds. Now you're Detective. scared. You're scared of the police. Gangsters are scared no, of the police. No, I don't think. I don't think people are too much scared of the police. I think the feds though is different. You're going. You, you, yes, yeah, getting locked up for real. I think if you go after him, it's a one way ticket to jail. I the, think they'll. The, the silver lining in it all is that the federal prison is a lot cleaner and safer than the is. regular prison. It, it, it's more luxurious than the regular prison. Some of still, you, some of you are living in the projects. You want a better, cleaner environment. You want to, you don't want to pay your bills anymore. You want them to be paid for for the rest of your life. I think it's a matter of perspective damage. You're right. You know what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't want them to die, but I want them to go away. Uh, okay. Look, speaking of shooting, you know, here in Los Angeles, we had two police officers shot. Did you see the video? Yeah, it was terrible. What'd that you was think? terrible. What'd you think? I didn't like it at all. I don't, I don't like any kind of senseless murders. Period. I've seen people making jokes about it. You don't know those two officers. You don't know what they do. You don't know their background. You don't know if they're crooked. You don't know if they have children. Well, you may know now, but I don't like that. I don't like somebody running up on anybody and just shooting them in the head. That's not but, cool. But, but doesn't it provide a balance, somewhat of a balance to the inequities that black men and black women are facing being killed unjustly in this country where their lives are, are, are trivialized by the president, where he doesn't you know, honor them in any real way with real reform or real penalties for bad police. To now have it happen to them, it sends a chilling, anytime a police officer dies in the call of duty, it sends a chilling you know, vibration across the country. They all wear their stripes across whatever. These two cops didn't die, but it's almost like an eye for an eye, right? Like where the Bible talks mm-hmm. about an eye for eye, like you, you all have diminished the value of the black life to the extent that now niggas is just running up on you and shooting you. And yeah. it's, unfor- it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it's unfortunate because like you, I don't feel like anybody should die or be harmed. But what, what's going to get their attention to where they prioritize this at a national level and sweep it all across our country where we say, hey, black lives matter and we're not going to, you know, just disregard black life anymore. You know, when I was growing up, there were certain cops that tormented the neighborhoods. You know, there were certain people that stood out. There were certain patrol cars, certain numbers that you know to look out for. You know, and I'm not saying it would have been better if they strategically attacked those kind of individuals. I don't like just the senseless of... Two cops that are just fresh on the job, you're shooting them in the head. I, I'm not cool with that. There's a lot of people out there that want that energy, that put that energy out there. Attack those people. But you just running up, shooting somebody in the head, I'm not. I'm never going to be with that. Like I don't care who it is, what it is. I don't like that. I don't think it's cool. Those people are somebody's children. They're probably parents. Like I, I don't like that vibe. I don't like but, it. But so was Breonna Taylor. I get you. I understand. Absolutely. What you're like I said, I don't like any of it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Now, let me say, Brianna Taylor recently, her family settled for $12 million, mm-hmm. and the police officer is still not arrested. I mean, I personally, there's no value you can put mm-hmm. on a human life, especially when it's somebody that you love. I'm glad to see that they did get a decent settlement, you know, and I hope that her mother is reporting that, you know, they're reporting that she's going to stay, you know, on top of them, giving her justice. I, I hope she really continues to fight for that because- you know, you can't just write a check and then all of a sudden we forget about our daughter or our brother That's or our nasty. son. And uh, and look at even the inequity of that. They're not giving that to Tamir Rice's family or Trayvon Martin's family or these other families. And I, I just feel like the money, people now are focused on the money and, and not focused on the fact that we have to keep this going, right? Yeah, we asked for justice. We didn't ask for a settlement. And I'm sure, you know, that can help somewhat. But at the end of the day, like arrest the motherfuckers that did it. Or arrest the person that signed off on that warrant for them to go in there. There's somebody that's responsible for this. 
The police, that one in there, it, you can't get it all written off because you're using taxpayers' money to, to issue a settlement. Yeah. Like, well, that's that, the biggest fuck you. We're all riding for justice, and then you're using our money to pay her. Like, listen, it's, it's a big fuck you. Listen, we're going to keep saying her name here at the show, and we hope that you guys continue to keep all these names in the um, media and just keep them on your social media because, you know, it'll be a great victory for the movement when we see these officers indicted. And I'm sure the, you know, I'm sure the, um, Grand jury will send an indictment at some point. Uh, they need to indict that bitch ass attorney general too. By the way, we haven't forgot about your black ass sitting up there allowing this continue to go on, uh, continue to happen. And you don't think if Kamala Harris gets in there as the vice president, she's not going to be urging the Department of Justice to get in there and really focus on this. So, uh, Kamala, this is a chance for you to speak to Black Americans right now and give your commitment to do that. Uh, I want to interview Biden or Kamala. I think that would be fun. But until then, we are out of here, man. Yes. Listen, I promise you, the next show, I will have taken a fucking nap. <laughs> I'm tired. But I'm not too tired to say this. Bye. Peace. <laughs>